G'day everyone, welcome back or welcome to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. That is right, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, uh, we have rebranded Hoopball is no longer and we are now Sports Ethos. Uh, all one word. You can go and check us out at sportsethos.com. And that is to reflect the growth of hoopball. We're no longer just basketball, no longer just uh, basketball fantasy. We've got a bit of everything. We've got lots of different sports, football, uh, baseball, I think there's UFC, all these different things, sports betting, um, all the team shows, of course, with the uh, the basketball team shows. And it's really showing the, uh, the growth of hoopball and uh, all the support that everyone uh, gives by tuning in we um we appreciate it and that's why we get to rebrand and extend the offering. So thank you very much to all of the listeners and welcome. Episode one of, of this, I guess. Um we've been going for oh a few years now with myself as the uh the Hoopball Pelicans and the Pelican Scoop, but uh yeah, the Sports Ethos Pelicans podcast is born. So welcome. You can follow us at Sports Ethos Pelicans on Twitter. And uh, I will give you the exact handle. It is eth- at Ethos Pelicans. So E-T-H-O-S Pelicans. And that's uh, that's where you'll get all the coverage. And you'll get uh, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. I haven't changed. I'm not Sports Ethos Lyle. I'm just Lyle Swithenbank as per the norm. So with that change... It's been a, a weekend of change for the uh, Pelicans because we won. We had a win. It was a split weekend. Unfortunately, didn't get one out over the weekend, but uh, we're here now and, you know, it's where we're at. Two games to review. First game was Friday night, Saturday night, uh, Saturday morning for me, pardon me. And um, the Pelicans took on the Los Angeles Clippers, who were 9-7, and seven, and we grew to 3-14 and 14 after 17 games. You wouldn't read about it. Another victory, 94-81. Uh, to 81. Huge game for Josh Hart, particularly coming off the comments where he said we needed to grow up, we needed youth was no longer an experience, and we needed to uh, really dig in. Uh, found ourselves in a hole in the, in the first quarter, and, and Los Angeles looks like they were going to uh, run away with it. And uh, enter Josh Hart. And enter... Jonas Valanciunas and, and enter Brandon Ingram. All had double-doubles. They were huge in the game. Uh, no Devontae Graham. He's got a sore foot, so he's out. He was out for the whole weekend, and hopefully he's back tonight. We'll see what happens. But uh, big game from Kyra Lewis Jr. as well, who filled that role off, uh, off the bench. Sadoransky got the start. And we're going to break that down to start off with. So, what did we like? Well, the first quarter wasn't great. We only scored 16 points. But the commentary by Joel and, and AD, they were fantastic in that. They said, well, you've got another 36 minutes to rebound. Instead of having a lapse at the end of the game, you have one at the start. And so what we did was adjusted defensively, locked in. Josh Hart played a fantastic game against Paul George. He, um, he had him in the clamps for most of the night. Paul George still got his, but uh, he was nowhere near as influential as we've seen this year. He's an MVP caliber player and uh, leading those Clippers to a pretty good record in the Western Conference. And, uh, yeah, they dragged it back. Second quarter, 27 points to 26. And we were still in a hole, but we're back to 12. And it was game on. 
In the second half, we outscored the Clippers 51 points to 26. We let another team only score 26 points against us. You wouldn't read about it. They scored 14 in the third and 12 in the fourth to our 29 and 22, respectively. It was fantastic. Josh Hart filled the stat sheet up. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Brandon Ingram, 19 points and 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Kyra Lewis had 16 points and he was hitting everything. He was shooting threes. He was huge off the off the bench. And after having three games where he sat on the bench, didn't get any minutes, he came in and he took his. And I was very proud of how Kyra um, took his moment. You know, he had, he had enough minutes that he didn't feel like he was going to get dragged if he did anything wrong. He got 22 minutes on the night. And he just played a great game. His change of pace was fantastic. He, he went one-on-one with Eric Bledsoe, who was back um, for his revenge game. And uh, unfortunately, Bledsoe helped... Well, fortunately for us, he helped us out, I guess, but uh, wasn't very effective for the, uh, for the Clippers. And we dragged it back and won. It was one of those games that you feel like there's something there. And that these guys that we get on and we say, we need to see more from, you know, Cairo, he got sat and we're like, we need him to be better. He responded. Had a great game. 16, 4 and 4 and 3 steals. 7 of 12 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3. Only one turnover, plus 11 on the night. He was big time. He was really big time. And in a game where Brandon Ingram struggled, he only had 17 points, pardon me, I thought he had 19. 6 of 17 shooting. While he was good, there was a lot of times where his shot wasn't falling and it wasn't until later in the game where he was effective. Whereas guys like JV and, and Josh Hart, they were big the whole game. You know, Nikhil struggled a bit. He was 3 of 10 shooting. Sadoransky, 4, 5 and 2. Only 5 shots, but he was aggressive. He was running the offense and it was something that we hadn't seen from Sato, that he was being aggressive and actually being an offensive threat. And lo and behold, when you actually look like you're going to be able to score and then you make a bucket, people start paying attention to you. You know, unfortunately, we were a bit um, shallow on, off the bench and didn't get much more contribution. Jackson Hayes only had four in nine minutes and then no one else scored. Uh, so we only had 20 points off the bench, but it was still better than what we were getting with like five or six points. So really impressive. And to be able to keep Paul George to 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, you know, it's still huge, but he was eight of 26 shooting. 3 of 14, and you could see him forcing shots. Exactly what happens when Brandon misses a few shots, and he gets in his head and he says, I have to create now, and the ball stops moving. All of a sudden, their offense went stagnant, and we scored, and we did fantastic. And I was so, I was genuinely so relieved that these guys had a crack. They responded after a tough first quarter, and, um, you know, they got the win which is what you like to see. That's all you want. You know, really, you have a look at the standings. You're not that far out from behind the, the teams that are in front. You know, you go to the Western Conference. Okay, we're one game behind Sacramento. Well, I mean, probably a little bit longer. Two and a half games behind uh, Spurs, pardon me. We're three and a half games behind Sacramento who just sacked their coach. So Alvin Gentry's in charge there. And they had some real pandemonium over in Sacktown, they had a guy vomit on the side of the court and, oh, it's full on. So maybe they'll respond with a change of coach and, and perhaps they'll improve. But, you know, Oklahoma City is only a little bit ahead as well. Four games. Plenty of season left. 
And we've had a pretty pretty tough rub of the uh, schedule so far. So we'll see what happens. Key takeaways from the game. Big game for Kyra and his confidence. We saw a range of different moves. His change of speed. He controlled uh, his tempo. So sometimes he went fast. Sometimes he went slow. And he got to the rim. And when you get to the basket and blow by guys, defenses collapse because they react. And all of a sudden, we had shooters on the outside, and that's how he gets his four assists. He was making the right read, and you can hear Willie on the on the uh, on the sidelines. Go Kyra! You know he wants him to run. He wants him to push it. And when he does that, you get into your offense sooner. You get a better look because you're testing the defense, and you can recover if if the first play doesn't work, your first set breaks down. Well, you run another one. You can run another one because you've only used five or six seconds of the shot clock by the time you've got in the, through the first motion. And I like to see that. I like to see him play fast. And Josh Hart is so good at playing downhill. And we did that all game. The blokes run really hard, really, really hard. And um, and I was uh, I was really impressed. And, you know, I get to be a bit of a hype guy, but, you know, it was good. Josh Hart, another key takeaway, you know, fantastic game from him. Real leader game. Uh, and his game has gone from strength to strength he has really improved his shooting stroke nine of 15 on the night one of two from three and he's a threat from outside now doesn't take too many but when he gets them catch and shoot sometimes he'll make them you know he's been he's been really improved last year you'd shake your head and say go get the rebound but this year he's been good and obviously the same stuff getting his rebounds but then he pushes it and he becomes a one-man fast break and they're all looking going whose man is that while they're still running up the court and he's running past the defense and just laying it in. And I love to see that. Um, turnovers were down. Uh, for the whole game, we had 13. They had 11, you know, so better than the A team we're having earlier in the season. Points off turnovers, only nine. They only had 10. You know, that means you're getting back, you're defending. And we saw that. There was a uh, perfect turnover uh, over where Herb turned the ball over and just ran back and knocked it out of their hands and got the ball back. Stole it right from under him. I love to see that. Rebounds were good. Offensive rebounds were hitting the glass and putting it back in. It was impressive to see. 13 made three-pointers. 43%. 13 of 30. Not bad. Only eight free-throw attempts on the night. They only had five. They were letting them play. 13 total free-throws for the game. Don't say that very often, but in this new NBA, they were letting them play. They were letting them play tough, and it shocked them. They just had no answer, and, uh, you know, we did well. It was a good win. So, that was the first night of the back-to-back. Then we had to head over to Indiana and take them on on Saturday night, uh, being my Sunday morning. And uh, before we discuss that game, we'd like to thank the sponsors... We will talk about manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Black Friday is upon us. Go and check out any of the specials over there and uh, tell them HOOPBALL. Well, tell them Sports Ethos sent you, in fact. Um, But I think the code remains the same. If that changes, I will update everyone. And use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up to mybookie.ag for all your punting needs. If you need to go and uh, place a sports bet, go and do it over at mybookie. Use the code HOOPBALL, get a 100% deposit match. Um, and if that changes as well, I will let you know. But as far as this uh, podcast goes, I have not been informed. So anyway, 
Game number two. We took on Indiana. We head, head up to the Gaines Life Fieldhouse. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Over in Indiana, in Indianapolis. And, um, yeah, it was not great. We went in a hole and we said, oh, you know, we did this last night. That's okay. Went down 19 to 32. And proceeded to get absolutely pumped for the rest of the game. Um, the last quarter was just two benches running against each other. Went right deep into the bench and got a good run of Alvarado and Co. And uh, we scored, outscored them 30 to 15. But all the rest, like third quarter, we just got absolutely smashed 38 to 18. And there was uh, nothing we could really do. It uh, didn't matter what we threw at them. They were very good and uh, we were very not. Brandon Ingram only scored 12 points in 25 minutes, 4 of 14 shooting. His shot was not falling. McKeel was bad, 6 points. Hart only had 7. Jonas Valanciunas in 23 minutes had 19 and 13. 8 of 15 shooting and 1 of 1 from 3-pointers. Sadoransky was crap with 2 points and 4 rebounds. Didn't really do much at all. Kyra off the bench. Another good game, 12 points. Showed a few different little shots. Uh, The giant killer was something. His little floater when he gets in the lane, uh, which we've all been harping about him developing and uh, Antonio Daniels especially. Get that giant killer young fella and uh, he has absolutely developed that. Najee Marshall off the bench, good with 14 points um, after we haven't seen him for a few games. So he played the whole last quarter uh, at 14 points, six rebounds, three assists uh, and he played hard the whole game. You know, even when we're in the last possession, they still wanted to play and I like to see that. There's no such thing as garbage time in the NBA when you're a player. You know, there might be when you're a fan, you're like, oh, okay, we're just going to watch the benches. But this is their opportunity. You know, guys like Najee, Alvarado, even Trey to an extent, Garrett Temple, Billy Hernan Gomez, these guys haven't got to play as much. Garrett a bit more but because of injury. But they haven't got to play. They haven't had the opportunity to really have substantial minutes because of the rotations and the way they were playing earlier on and what Willie Green's uh, preferences were. So this is your audition. And when you make the most of it, like Najee come out with energy. He didn't hit any threes, but he took them. He had 14 points. You know, Alvarado had a steal. There was a really good player where he just, um, he was picking them up full court the whole the whole quarter. Didn't matter that we were down by 30 points or whatever it was at one point. He was picking them up full court. Billy come on and had six and five in, in six minutes. You know, these these are the games that, matter to these guys because they're still NBA players. They want to play. They don't just want to watch. And uh, they've they managed to pull it out. So I uh, so sincerely, I like seeing it. I like to see the effort. Uh, it was disappointing that we got ourselves in a hole like that, particularly because Indiana had a bad game the game before in the, their first night of the back-to-back against Charlotte where the bench was their big uh, asset. You know, for them, it was the same thing. They had a huge contribution all the way down the bench. But their starters responded as well because they were pulled pretty much for the full first, uh, second half of their last game. Miles Turner had 11 and 9. Brogdon, 16 points. 20 and 10 from Sabonis with six, uh, six assists, two steals. He was huge. Uh, Justin Holiday had 17 points. He was a flamethrower. Uh, young Martin off the bench, 12 points. Duarte had eight points. He was solid. He looks really, he looks like a player. Um, you know, so disappointing result and and not the game that you want to have after you've just 
played this like statement victory at home in front of your fans. I get it's the second night of a back-to-back and you're tired and you've had to travel and all that sort of stuff, but it's the NBA. You don't get excuses like this. And, and all the way along, we've said that that's not the case. And, and the guys have made it clear that you just get on with the next game. It's just disappointing that we couldn't sort of channel that energy that we finished with into this game. And um, it was a little bit disappointing. But alas, that is the season that we're having. Um, what I did like to see uh, was Zion Williamson just getting so involved in the game, particularly in the win. He was up and about. You know, there was footage of him after the game in the tunnel, high-fiving everyone, getting around him, dapping him up. And you love to see that. And and from all reports, he was there all game, just getting involved when he had the big run. You know, he was loving it. And that's what I want to see. I want to see our star involved. And, and it appears that he's, as he gets closer to returning, and fingers crossed it's sooner rather than later, he's going to be more involved. And then he's going to contribute. And he's going to come in and absolutely rip this league apart. And that's what I want to see. Do I think it's going to happen straight away? No, it's going to take time. We're going to have these annoying minutes limits and we're going to have all these different medico advice. But once he's ready to go, you can see he's hungry for it because you don't get around your team if you don't want to be there. Um, And he was up and about. So you love to see it. And hopefully enough, then the rotations will sort of settle themselves out a little bit. Uh, We'll see what the final form of this team is, I guess. Um, But I digress. Key takeaways from the Indiana game. Number one, the bench was huge. You know, when they got their opportunity, they took it. They played really well. Love to see Najee take his minutes seriously and and get himself 14 points. Kyra was big again in 26. Uh, And that confidence from these young guys that perhaps um, have had pretty rough seasons to start and have been in and out of the rotation, they responded. You know, Billy Hernan Gomez, who was playing pretty much backup center for big parts of last year, um, and then when Stephen Adams was injured, was starting a few games. You know, he was big in his, his six minutes. He's not getting many, but he's still around the team. He's still um, getting around them and, uh, you know, supporting his teammates. And then when he comes in the game, he contributes. And that's all you can ask from these guys. So I was I was happy. Number, the, the second key takeaway... The shots weren't falling, so we started forcing them. We sort of fell into our own ways where we stopped moving the ball, and that's what made it difficult. Indy was very good. Sabonis is a fantastic player, and um, that Indiana team is severely underrated purely because it just doesn't have the big-name players. And when you got places like national media and you know that, that want to spin their yarns about guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant and, all the, and Steph Curry, you forget about these teams that are actually built pretty tough Coached by Rick Carlisle, who's a who's a winner. Um, they play hard. They really do. And they gave us a touch-up. And they were definitely the better side. So, I mean, I'd be careful if I was in the East because they're not a bad side at all. And if they make it into the playoffs, and they might cause a bit of havoc because they're a difficult team to match up with. I'll tell you what. I mean, they go to 7-11 on the season. Um, you know, they've had... From all reports, one of the toughest schedules, something like only six or something home games in their first um, 18, which, you know, that's, that's tough when you're on the road a lot to start the season. Um, and, and with the paces, you know, once they settle in, that means they're going to get a big home stand at some point and all of a sudden win a few games. So <laughs> lucky they're not in our conference and we don't have to see much more of them uh, if we have to see them again. I'm not sure, but 
that was a that was a tough game, and there's one that we can learn from. Hopefully, Devonte comes back next game. We can get another boost of scoring and and playmaking, and uh, we can rebound. But we'll see what happens. So, in conclusion, not a great game, but we move on to the next one. Next game is against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that is on uh, tomorrow or today, I guess. Um, for those in the US, uh, we've got them at home. So we've got to take on a really good side that has been a bit up and down. You know, they've got Carl Anthony Towns. They've got, um, what's his name, Anthony Edwards as well, who's been playing really good basketball. D'Angelo Russell, you know what you're going to get. And Patrick Beverly, who was giving Kyra a bit of tough time last time. Hopefully he can bring that newfound confidence and, and go at this blood and don't let him get in his head. You'll see what happens, but it'd be good to, to steal one. We've beaten them before, and I think we could beat them again. So we'll see what happens, but uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, last part of news is that Diddy Lazada was found to have tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, um, which is disappointing because he was sitting on the bench and wasn't utilised at all while he was doing that. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, he has to miss 25 games, so he'll sit on the bench. He's still with the team, but he just doesn't get to play. And um, disappointing, he said that it was a off-season nutritionist that he used who'd been with other athletes, so I wouldn't want to dob their names in because they'll be in a bit of trouble as well. And given the NBA doesn't subscribe to the World Anti-Doping uh, Association, they get off rather lightly compared to some other uh, national sports and international sports. So um, we won't see Diddy for a little bit, but uh, hopefully he can get back on the court and learn from his mistakes and be a bit more careful with what he consumes in the future. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. Uh, I'll speak to you all after the Minnesota game. Looking forward to it. As always, I am Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. This is the Sports Ethos Pelicans. Game number one, episode number one. Pardon me. Signing off. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.